Hi there and welcome to Naturally Recovering Autism. I am your host, Kieran Thomas, and I wanna thank you so much for being here and being a proactive parent and getting the resources that you need to let your child live their most fulfilling and independent life possible. When my own son was diagnosed with autism, I was told to drug him and try behavioral therapies and there was nothing else that we could do for him but manage his symptoms the rest of his life. But I didn't wanna do that. Fortunately, my background in craniosacral therapy Look, now 30 years, let me know that the brain can and does heal, but I didn't know that much about autism. What I did know is that I didn't want to just mask the symptoms with dangerous drugs. I wanted to find the causes and work with them naturally. And fast forward, it took me a decade and a lot of time and effort, but today my son is no longer diagnosable with autism after being told it could not happen. So I'm here to share with you valuable resources to save you the time and some of the expense that I had to spend to figure it out and to help you let your child lead to their best results possible. Every child's level of recovery is different, but we know that children who couldn't sleep through the night are sleeping now through the night and happily. Their immune systems are now strong where they were once sick all the time. Children who were nonverbal and their parents were told they could never speak are now speaking. Children who were getting D's and F's in school are getting A's and B's. And those that were so anxious all the time and couldn't sit still and, and were uncomfortable in their own bodies are now calm and happy and relaxed. And they're leading fulfilling and independent lives with friends. This is what we want for our kids. So I'm here to share the resources with you so that you can get the best results for your child the best possible. And you can start that right now with my free download of this top seven foods to eliminate beginning today of the top foods that are the most inflammatory and toxic that are contributing to those physical and behavioral symptoms of autism that your child is having. They're making his life uncomfortable. So you can get that right now at naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash seven foods and feel free to share that with anybody you know who would be interested. And I will also link to it in today's show notes. There's of course a lot more than diet, but this is something you could start doing today that will begin to reduce those symptoms. And I'm happy to share everything I can with you. So right now, let's dive into today's episode. As you know, I'm all about natural solutions to things. And today's subject is a delicate one. So I wanna make sure that you know before I begin, that I will link to show notes with multiple links and resources for you for today's episode at naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash 139. Today, we're going to talk about tips to naturally reduce depression. And I'm going to start with a few statistics that are a bit alarming. As I do that, I want you to know that we're going to move into reasons why and what you can do about it. This is something that is really prevalent in our society today, and it needs to be addressed. So I knew I needed to do an episode on this. According to the World Health Organization, in 2021, depression is a common illness worldwide. Approximately 280 million people in the world have depression, and at its worst, depression can lead to suicide. The Center for Disease Control, or the CDC, reports that 7.1% of children ages 3 to 17 years, approximately 4.4 million, have diagnosed anxiety, and 3.2% of children aged 3 to 17 years old, approximately 1.9 million, have diagnosed depression. 
the percentage of adults who experience any symptoms of depression, whose highest among those is ages 18 to 29 is 21%, followed by those aged 45 to 64 at 18.4%, and 65 and over are 18.4%. Lastly, by those aged 30 to 44 who are at 16.8%. And women are twice as likely than men to experience mild, moderate, or severe depression. In teens, the percentage doubles between the ages of 14 and 17. Adolescents with mental health conditions are particularly vulnerable to social exclusion, discrimination, a stigma, which affects the readiness to seek help and why most people are embarrassed or feel shameful about it, so they don't ever tell anyone. It's very common for a person with depression to have a fake mask that they wear that makes things look like they're okay. Educational difficulties can be standing out, risk-taking behaviors, physical ill health, and human rights violations. Globally, it's estimated that one in seven or 14% of 10 to 19-year-olds experience mental health conditions, yet these remain largely unrecognized and untreated. Actual depression is more than feeling sad. True depression is when the sadness is prolonged and affects everyday life. Feeling a strong sense of anxiousness, fearfulness, worry, poor concentration, and excessive guilt are also signs of depression. So what causes the symptoms of depression? Depression results from a complex interaction of social, psychological, and biological factors. Environmental toxins, as well as physical and emotional trauma, are all contributors to the symptoms of depression, either directly or indirectly. Neurotransmitters are brain messengers. The surge in hormones during different cycles of life affects the levels of neurotransmitters, which in turn affect different parts of the brain and its ability to function. This in common is seen in the teen years in women in postpartum and especially stressful times during anyone's life, such as a change of or a loss of employment, loss of a spouse or during a household move. The COVID pandemic has also resulted in higher numbers of people experiencing depression with all of these factors just mentioned being involved, plus the isolation. Isolation is a really strong factor. The stress hormone cortisol depletes necessary enzymes in the body that help us build serotonin, which is the king of neurotransmitters. It's also common for people to self-medicate with alcohol or drug use. Selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors, also known as SSRI drugs, are the most commonly used class of antidepressants in both children and adults. While only a few SSRIs are FDA approved for pediatric indications, the lack of FDA approval is typically related to a lack of sufficient testing in randomized controlled trials for specific pediatric indications. So let's talk about serotonin for a moment. Serotonin, again, we mentioned neurotransmitters are brain messengers. And in the past, I've done an episode on neurotransmitters. I will link to that in the show notes for further in-depth information on it. 
But serotonin is called the king of neurotransmitters because it is a neurotransmitter most involved in the cause of multiple medical and psychiatric problems. Inflammation reduces tryptophan, which is needed to build serotonin. Serotonin is prone to disruption from many environmental factors, including mercury toxicity. It can also be disrupted by an imbalance in the mucosal lining of the intestines. Serotonin receptors in the GI system play a critical role in irritable bowel syndrome. And there are stomach cells in the stomach and the small intestine and large intestine, all of them called enterochromaffin or EC cells. They hold 95% of the body's serotonin. IBS and its symptoms of abdominal pain may be due to hypersensitivity of the GI tract, due to normal stimuli, and disturbances in serotonin pathway and direct impact on the central nervous system can create behavioral disturbances such as anxiety and depression. The gut must be healed and I will link in the show notes to removing the top seven inflammatory foods because that is the best place to start. And it's a simple place to start. But of course, there are more things to do. There are 10 neurotransmitters. Each one has a special function. Neurotransmitters that are in the brain are mostly made of amino acids. Amino acids are made from proteins. So eating protein foods will raise levels of neurotransmitters. Some good sources of protein are eggs. Of course, I'm all about, you want organic with everything. You don't want to have more hormones or antibiotics in your food that are also altering your biochemistry. So eggs, poultry, organic, especially turkey. Turkey has a lot of tryptophan in it naturally. Tryptophan builds, again, serotonin. Seafood, beans, and nuts are all good as well. Anxiety, stress, and chronic pain can all lead to depression. The body needs good nutrient absorption, protein synthesis, and a healthy intestinal lining for a mental state. Now, it's common in children with autism to have all of these things disrupted. Protein synthesis, a poor gut, poor working gut, um, all all of the, uh, the nutritional absorption factors and high toxic levels. So, of course, this is contributing to some of these symptoms as well. What most people don't realize is that, again, diet plays such a big role. So if your gut's not healthy, then your brain and neurotransmitters that assist mood are not plentiful enough to do their job. This is commonly seen in children on the autism spectrum and those with ADD, anxiety, irritability, and a lot more. You can imagine what an impact uh, gut dysbiosis has on the release and regulation of serotonin now that you know this. It's no wonder our kids usually have issues associated with serotonin imbalance. And what are some of those common symptoms of serotonin imbalance to look for? Symptoms include low serotonin levels in the brain uh, that relate to headaches of all kinds, including migraines, extreme fatigue, anxiety, aggression, ADD, carbohydrate cravings, including alcohol lack of satiety with food, chronic pain, chronic fatigue, epilepsy, hyperactivity, insomnia, which is both an inability to fall asleep or stay asleep, muscle twisting, twitching, restless leg syndrome, low pain tolerance, obesity and other eating disorders, 
obsessive compulsive disorder, hyperfocus, panic disorders, premenstrual symptoms, schizophrenia, seasonal effectiveness disorder, depression, suicidal thoughts and behavior, and night terrors are very common symptoms of low serotonin. I discuss this in depth in my book, Naturally Recovering Autism, which I will link to also in the show notes. Sadly, those who take medication often get worse, which can lead a depressed person to more depression and sometimes even even suicidal thoughts. The good news is that there are natural supplements that can work better than medication. And I, this is not meant to diagnose, treat, or anything else. Of course, as we always say, you want to seek medical advice from a qualified practitioner. But I also want you to know, as I mentioned, some of these natural resources, if you are taking an SSRI or on some pharmaceutical drugs, that these natural supplements, some of them work so well that they can shift what the medications that you're on are doing. So it is very important that you seek medical advice, especially in that case. Serotonin and 5-HTP, some natural resources to help you with depression. The best way to build serotonin naturally is by supplementing with 5-HTP. Now that stands for 5-hydroxytryptophan. This is an amino acid uh, of tryptophan in its already converted form. Now tryptophan must be converted in the body to make 5-HTP. So the 5-HTP then makes serotonin. So taking 5-HTP itself cuts out the middle step. 5-HTP is a powerful is as powerful as prescription medications for depression, behavioral and mood disorder issues, and sleep disorders, but it is much, much safer. 5-HTP also helps to build pain-relieving endorphins. In order for tryptophan to be converted into, converted into 5-HTP in the body, it must be broken down in the digestive tract, and more so in the liver and in the brain. Factors that inhibit inhibit the development of serotonin from tryptophan to 5-HTP include stress, which causes cortisol levels to rise and depletes the liver enzymes needed to make the 5-HTP, a weak liver, poor digestion, vitamin B deficiency, especially B6 and niacin, low magnesium levels, genetics, improperly improper insulin regulation. About 70% of 5-HTP is taken up in the brain versus only 3% of tryptophan. 5-HTP bypasses the liver. So the liver is not needed to convert it into serotonin and serotonin is easily built and quickly reaches the brain. Now, again, I'll put a little caveat here. We know that children with autism have a congested liver. They're their toxic overload in their body is preventing their body body's process for do, from doing these things that I'm mentioning. In the case of depression, if the benefits of 5-HTP begin to reduce, it may be due to a drop in dopamine and norepinephrine. In this case, adding the supplement L-tyrosine can help. Do not take L-tyrosine. It's, again, it's a natural amino acid, but don't take it to build dopamine if you suspect your child has PANS or pediatric autoimmune neuropsychiatric disorder. It means that they have heavy OCD symptoms, clinginess, fearfulness. And I will link to an episode, a couple episodes I've done in the past on PANS because it's very, very common in children with autism. 
And when we have pans, it can cause the overproduction already of the body to making dopamine. So in this case, you would not want to create more. The supplements, natural supplements known to be most helpful for depression are omega-3 fatty acids, again, 5-HTP, must be taken away from food for best results, but I will also let you know that in the very beginning, when you first start taking it, taking a dose in the morning and taking a dose at night is best. In divided doses, take it away from food for best absorption. Uh, but at first, you might experience a little bit of nausea. Always start with lower levels and work your way up. Um, and eating a couple bites of some type of food with it the first few times might help reduce any initial nausea that you might get with it. SAM-E is another uh, supplement that is always helpful. Take away from food also. L-tyrosine, as I already mentioned, take away from food, but do not take it if you suspect, suspect PANS. B vitamins, especially methyl B12. Again, I'll always put out the caveat for B12. It is meth in its methylated form is the way we want to take it, but our kids have methylation issues. You've heard of the MTHFR gene. Well, and I've done episodes on that in the past as well, but in methyl B12, when you first start taking it, if you give it to your child with autism and they get really hyperactive on it, it's because their methylation path pathways are disrupted. Their detoxification pathways aren't working well. So if you first give it to them and they're hyperactive on it, that you need to do a little bit more work with detoxification and then slowly, very, very slowly, eventually begin giving it and slowly building your way up with it. Vitamin D3 and vitamin D3 is one of the most critical things that we can take. It is the best virus fighter, flu fighter, any virus fighter, including pandemic fighters. <laughs> vitamin D3 in its bioabsorbable form is something that we're all depleted in and it has so many functions in the body, uh, but it also can assist with depression. And we get very, very depleted in it, especially in the winter months, when of course the virus and flu seasons are highest. Uh, so supplementing with vitamin D3, and that can be taken anytime, and it's best taken with food for best absorption. Now it can take up to three weeks for natural supplementation to really start offering noticeable changes. For some people it's faster, but I always like to say this because I don't want you to give up on it. If the desired results don't show after this period of time and a healthy diet is in practice and you know, then you might need to increase your dosage levels. That might be it. And making sure that, that they're the proper supplements are not being taken with food for best absorption versus the ones that are taken with food, like omega-3 fatty acids and vitamin D3 are taken with food. Those are important things to know because otherwise those supplements can't absorb properly and do their work properly. As with anything, if you're taking antidepressant drugs or any other medications, of course, consult your practitioner. And I will link to a resource for naturopathic doctors in today's show notes. They can test to determine hormone levels, which also can, uh, can detect for neurotransmitter levels. So those are some pretty simple tests. And there's also a saliva test they can do, which tests cortisol levels or stress levels in four different time increments throughout the day, because we want to know, we want to know that one time of testing in a day isn't going to give us what levels are being released at different times of the day. So it's important to do those kinds of things for um, multiple time period tests. 
the effectiveness of subconscious work. Psychotherapy has a person talk about their issues, but is often focused on tools and resources at the conscious level. And one has to follow through with those. They have to do them. Sometimes we're feeling depressed enough, sad enough, fatigued enough, that maybe we don't follow through with everything we need to do, or we feel hopeless enough that we don't think it will work. This is where I find therapies that work with subconscious level to be so superior. There are underlying issues that can be far more effective. Now, having tools is, of course, beneficial. But again, if you're not willing or able to do those, you've also got to reach the subconscious level where these underlying issues can be much more effective. A past event, even from decades prior, may seem uneventful, uh, that was uneventful or seemed uneventful in your life even, but can continue to sabotage your current life experiences. There's some, some of the subconscious therapies I'll mention here in, in this episode, I'm also going to link to because I've done previous episodes on those specifically on their own. And there'll be much further detail and links as far as how to find practitioners, et cetera. Again, today's show notes will be at naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash 139. Some subconscious therapies are, one is EMDR. They help, it helps free trapped emotions in the nervous system due to past or present emotional experience that, is, that are being withheld. It stands for eye movement desensitization and reprocessing, EMDR. It's gentle, non-invasive therapy based on bilateral stimulation from right to left of the nervous system. It's often done through visual stimulation. However, EMDR is also effective by stimulating other parts of the body such as through hearing from right to left with sound in headphones or devices you can hold in your hand that will uh, stimulate from right to left, uh, or even by tapping your hand or other held stimulators. Craniosacral therapy can be very effective against depression. And you know, it's my background, 30 years. This is very significant and very, very beneficial and very relaxing for anyone as well. Uh, there's a bone behind the eye is called the sphenoid and it is very easily imbalanced. And when it is imbalanced, it, it will cause a myriad of multiple symptoms. Uh, you can have headaches, uh, symptoms of dyslexia, brain fog, but it also then imbalances the pituitary gland, which sits right behind it and is affected by it. So when the sphenoid is out of balance, it affects the pituitary and the pituitary directly affects hormone levels and com contributes then to depression. Neurofeedback helps people of all ages to exercise their brain waves and strengthen mind, the mind to promote symptom reductions. It addresses symptoms related to stress, anxiety, attention, depression, anger management, sleep issues, and hyperactivity, and so much more. Another very, very gentle technique uh, if you're in my mentoring program, you know that uh, in the membership, know, I talk about neurofeedback being really, really helpful, especially after you've done some detoxification and some gut healing work so that you're not spending your time and money working too much against it. But as long as you're really doing those things to help, uh, then it, all together, it can be really, really beneficial. Tapping, I've done an entire episode on this one as well. Tapping acupressure points to assist emotional balancing, also sometimes referred to as emotional freedom technique or EFT. 
It's based on a combination of Chinese medicine, acupressure or, or meridian points, and then Western psychotherapy. When stimulated, these acupressure points send signals to the stress centers of the brain. These signals bypass the thinking portion of the brain and reach the subconscious. Multiple studies have been done on the effects of EFT, some even by the prominent Harvard Medical School. And you can learn more and watch a video tutorial I did on this uh, on tapping acupressure points to assist emotional balance. And again, I've linked to that in the show notes as well for you to refer to that episode and see a video tutorial and a page that has the tapping points on it as well. Emotion code work. The emotion code work can be used to release old trapped emotional patterns from yourself and your child to clear the path to autism recovery as well. The emotion code was developed by Dr. Bradley Nelson, one of the world's foremost ex experts in the field of bioenergetic medicine and energy psychology. So you can learn how the subconscious mind surrounds areas of the body, including the heart, to protect us also in podcast episode number nine, clearing trapped emotions with the emotion code. And this can also be from inherited and past past issues that, that uh, have been passed down. So that can be really, really helpful uh, for things that we carry on or were brought into that we were born into this life with as well. You can see a full list of additional calming techniques and support supplements uh, from various podcasts that I'm going to list and link to in today's show notes, like the seven tip tips to help create calm for children with autism and their parents, five steps to apply a positive mindset and draw more of what you want into your life, how to use your brain's magnet to create better outcomes with the reticular activating system, how to remove protective heart walls to allow healing with Dr. Bradley Nelson, how to calm the stress response, HPA, and affects the cortisol, effects of the cortisol and health and behavior, at-home fun to help calm sensory needs. And then also uh, NeuroQuant is a technically advanced way to scan the brain for images that you can, it can offer valuable information on specific areas of the brain's volume to find lower functioning levels, which assist in knowing where it's imbalanced. And this can help determine supplemental needs as well. I'll link to all of those in the show notes, as I mentioned. Take action against depression. What else, what other actions can you do? And there are a lot of solutions available. First one is exercise. Exercise is the most potent and underutilized antidepressant, and it's free. One thing I always say is don't ever underestimate the power of exercise for stress reduction. About 30 to 60 minutes of aerobic exercise will increase serotonin levels in the brain the more aerobic it gets, the more serotonin is, is able to be uh, um, absorbed into the brain. Uh, so that's really important too. Uh, even if you can start with literally five minutes a day, because sometimes people think I don't have 30 extra minutes, Karen, but you know what, figure out what will do for you, what you can start with, what you can do. And that's what this is about solutions, what you can do. And even if it's starting with one baby step from all of these things I'm mentioning, it's making a difference. Try to get at least eight hours or more sleep a night. That really affects us if we're uh, exhausted, we don't get enough sleep. Protecting yourself from electromagnetic field radiation. And I'm going to link to a show I did on that and the best solution products 
that I use personally on my own home, electronics, phone, everything in our home. Uh, and I even wear something on my body daily to protect me from it. EMFs will really affect us and can contribute to depression. Today with 5G out there, we are all susceptible, even if we live in an area that we think is protect protected, it's up there in satellites and we're all uh, being affected by it. It very, very much will lead to symptoms of depression. So again, uh, the direct link is naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash EMF to the products. But if you go to the show notes in uh, the show notes here, I will link to the episode that I did on that. And you can listen to me interview an expert on it and get some more studies. And then uh, the link to those uh, products will also be on that page. Help, and help to balance your hormone levels with one of the ways you can do this is through liver support. And I'll link to something in the show notes that I did on liver support in the past. The liver is our organ of detoxification and it gets really backed up in us with all the environmental toxins we're exposed to and is especially backed up in our children with autism. So it's very important that we support the liver because the liver also releases hormones and helps to keep our hormones in balance and in check. When the liver is disrupted, the hormones are out of balance and it can lead to depression. Mold biotoxins. Again, I've done an entire multiple episodes on this in the past. They can create depression. In fact, there are people that have put been put on SSRI drugs for depression being so bad then they later learned about these mold biotoxins, cleared the mold out of their home, got help for their biology to clear the, these, the chronic inflammation that it causes in the body uh, out and the symptoms, their symptoms went away. So don't under, underestimate the mold biotoxins for depression as well. And again, I'll link to show notes for more information on that. First step is making sure your home is mold free. They can really, mold biotoxins also really, really disrupt hormone levels. So again, being sure that your, your home is mold-free is really important with just step one. Learning more about candida. I'll link again to show notes. I have a lot of information for you on candida because candida overgrowth is a yeast or pathogenic bacteria overgrowth in the gut and gets into the body, the, the blood, the brain, very, very toxic. And uh, so, so common in children with autism. Uh, it imbalances hormones, disrupts the gut. It can actually dig burr holes in the lining of the gut, contributing to leaky gut, which then contributes, of course, to all of these GI problems that we and our kids can have and doesn't allow for proper nutrition to be absorbed properly. And of course you can be, begin that first baby step, not a, such a baby step, actually. It's a first big step, but it's a very important step. The first one is to start balancing it with the right diet. And again, please, if you don't already have it, get my free download to the top seven foods to eliminate from your diet that will help reduce inflammation so that your gut can start getting more balanced and healing up. The direct link is naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash seven foods. And I will also be linking to that in today's show notes as well. Parasites. Parasites are a huge issue, not just in third world countries as it used to be. Their parasites are worldwide, a worldwide problem today. They're very commonly missed in testing. They don't show up. So you think that maybe they're not there. 
um, as you know, in my, my membership program, we work naturally and safely with those. I've, I will link to an episode I did on parasites. Very important that you know they need to be addressed. Disrupting the gut is the first of many, many problems that they do. Lyme disease, another one, huge in children with autism again. And, um, and in their parents can be passed in utero, can be passed through breast milk. Uh, it's not just from tick bites anymore. It's now sand fleas, head lice, horse flies. So many things can pass on Lyme disease and very, very common disrupts the gut as well and can lead to symptoms of depression. PANS, I mentioned already, uh, pediatric autoimmune neuropsychiatric syndrome, and sometimes it'll be called PANDAS because it can be associated with strep or streptococcal infections. Very, very common in children with autism. And I'll link to show notes and symptoms to look for with that as well. Heavy metal toxicity, especially mercury. And again, I'll link to show notes and resources that, uh, that I utilize uh, that you can uh, learn about uh, a safe natural product uh, that it's like, tastes like water. It's a natural spray. Uh, and it's easy to give to kids, but it, it's really great for uh, removing heavy metal toxicity naturally. We will link to that in the show notes as well, along with studies. Eating olive oil, coconut oil, and avocados, the good fats are really, really important for our brain. Your brain is made of 60% fat, so it needs fat. We need good fats. The problem today is that we eat so many bad fats. Most people are eating things like safflower oil, canola oil, um, all of the vegetable oils, soy, you know, soybean oil, all of those are bad and they deplete us of the good oils. So extra virgin organic olive oil, coconut oil is fantastic. It's actually even antibacterial and antiviral. So those things are really good for us. So you can add those in with a good protein source. Eating again, organic protein is very helpful for building serotonin naturally. And if you eat healthy, good organic protein with one of the good oils, it actually takes longer in a good way to digest and it helps the absorption of the nutrition uh, to, to be better and it keeps us full longer. So that's a, a helpful tip there to know about as well. Reduce and remove processed carbohydrates of all kinds. Just because it's gluten-free does not mean it's good for you. It is definitely a good first step. Um, and as you're transitioning, if you have a picky eater, I know this is a process, take some time, but um, a lot of these processed carbohydrates, they turn to sugar in the body. They feed candida, they inflame the gut. Same thing with sugar. They're doing all the same things. So it's very important to know that, you know, tapioca flour and potato flour and all these junky things that they put in gluten-free resources actually can still be bad. Now, again, as you're transitioning a child, if you're doing that, especially a child with autism and they're this, the picky eater, we know they're addicted to these foods because the bad bacteria in their gut thrives on these foods to live. So you're going to see die off symptoms and, and, you know, some fatigue and sometimes some worse behaviors as that's happening. So let it be a process slowly transitioning over time um, to help uh, reduce some of those symptoms of die off. Keep your blood sugar balanced. You know, again, I'll, uh, I'll link to some show notes I've done on that and learn how it affects sleep. That's very, very important. Meditation, again, even if you can start out with five minutes a day, 
right before you go to bed at night is really, really helpful for your subconscious. What we go to sleep thinking about is what our subconscious focuses on all night when we sleep. So let your last thought be a good thought. Meditate, calm yourself, deep breaths, a couple of things to just calm yourself as you go to sleep. When we wake up, we're also in somewhat of a sub-state, which means we're more closer to a subconscious level. First thing in the morning, your first thoughts, let them be good, control them. What we can do is control the way that we respond. Most of us react. There's a big difference between responding and reacting. So in each situation that you have in life, Make sure that you are responding from a more grounded place. If you need to take a moment to take a couple of deep breaths or count backwards from five, five, four, three, two, one. Okay. That will switch. It'll change the physiological processes in your brain and give you a moment to respond more logically than just reacting. Giving and receiving love. This is big because it will increase oxytocin. This is our feel good chemical. And um, anything that you love, I, I, if you have an animal, they're fantastic for this. Um, loving your animals can be greatly helpful. That you know, unconditional love that we feel uh, builds oxytocin in us. So you know, or getting a hug from somebody, uh, you know, a family member, hugging your child, you just anything where you're feeling that sense of love really starts to build oxytocin in us. And um, again, that's that really good feel, feel good chemical. Increase indoor light in the winter months. The winter months when we are depleted of light, you see this very strongly with higher incidences of depression and even suicide in places in uh, higher Northern countries like Norway and Sweden, or in uh, Northern states, even in the United States like Washington or up in Canada, where light is lower in the wintertime, it's very important that you uh, get bright lights to put indoors. If you can go out in the brightest part of the day, you can even close your eyes and look toward the sun. And we even get light up through our nostrils that feeds up into the brain and parts of the brain that will help to uh, reduce symptoms of depression, depression and increase the good, the good levels of those things that we're needing, our pituitary needs it, everything needs it. Don't watch scary movies or play anxiety provoking video games, especially before bed. As I just mentioned with the bedtime piece, if we're creating a lot of anxiousness in our system because of something we're watching or a video game right before bed, say to turn off electronics about an hour before bed, also good because of the electromagnetic field factor, especially if you're holding a phone in your hand, or if you are holding, your child is holding an iPad or something. I've even had members in my program tell me, I noticed that when my child plays his, his game on his iPad right up to bed, he has trouble sleeping. But when he doesn't, when I take it away, but like an hour before he goes to sleep then he sleeps well, this is a perfect example. It does affect us, not only the anxiousness that we're getting from the, the game, but also from the electromagnetic field that we are getting, uh, that, that is affecting us. So again, get that electromagnetic field resource that I, again, will link to in today's show notes which I will also link to the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline, which is available 24 hours in languages and countries worldwide. Their phone number is 800-273-8255. And I will link to the resource page that they give that has a resource website 
in languages that you can access worldwide. Again, this is a worldwide epidemic. Pay attention to your loved ones and to yourself. Make sure that you utilize the valuable resources that I gave you today. Um, and know that, again, diet does make a huge difference. That's a simple place to begin. There are many resources I shared with you today, and they will all be available at naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash 139, 139. And please, please share this with others that you know, even on your Facebook or social media pages, anybody that would that would find this uh, these resources and this episode valuable. If you, it has been valuable for you as well, please give it a, 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 a like and a and a comment about it uh, on any of our social media and iTunes pages. We want to share, I would like to share this resource with as many people as possible because there are so many people out there worldwide that are in need of them. And we want them to have these resources so that they can live happier and healthier lives. And so can our children. And that's what it's really about. We say that uh, it is said that the stress hormones of a parent of a child with autism are about the same as a soldier coming back from the Gulf War. I want you to feel seen. I want you to feel heard. And I want you to know that I'm proud of you for all that you do and these challenges that you live with. And I'm here to support you. You're not alone anymore. Just remember that you have these resources to utilize please, please utilize them and please share them. I wish you well. And remember, you're not alone. This is not goodbye. This is, I'll see you soon. Take care.